Welcome to a bonus episode, a bonus recording of the Everyday Sense podcast. I'm Jack Richardson, joined by Brennan Parks. And Brennan, it's an exciting time because we officially know who the bid is going to. We think it's going to be Michael and Lauer. Uh, all reports are kind of pointing to that. Per Lilim's Martian, he had it first. The streets don't miss. Uh, so what are your thoughts? We'll dive into who he is and what we think of him, what we expect. But initial thoughts on, on this finally coming to an end here uh, in, in the last week of May. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I mean, it's been uh, almost seven months now since the team was put up for sale. And uh, Ann Lauer, I think he was kind of the underdog of the process all along, like because the celebrities were taking all of the press and all of the media and getting all the attention. I think Ann Lauer was the one guy who it felt like he had a real shot at it most of the time, but nobody was talking about him. And he was quiet, too. He hasn't said much about, you know, what his plan is or what's involved with his bid. Uh, We'll get into kind of some of the things we do know, but I think we're going to learn a lot more over the the next few months here as the paperwork gets settled and the, the dust settles a little bit. Um, regardless, I think there's no reason to be, to be disappointed here. I don't think there's anybody who should be, you know, very underwhelmed by this. I think Ann Lauer provides a lot of good things. I just tweeted about how he's, uh, he he's shows a lot of promise and I'm doing some research on him now and writing an article. So yeah, what do you think about it? It's exciting because I, honestly, I mean, all this, this speculation about, about the Sparks group and other celebrities and, um, you, you know, I thought originally, and I think we all did, that it was going to end up being a Snoop Dogg versus Ryan Reynolds, who do we pick, whatever, and we kind of dove into that. Obviously, as time went on and things unfolded the way they did, that's not the case anymore, and even when Reynolds backed out, it wasn't just going to be Snoop Dogg and the Sparks bid, because that just grew into something crazy, and we don't have to touch on that because we touch on it a lot, but um, yeah, I'm excited because because this is a guy who, uh, yeah, I know people point out the medical pharmaceutical company background how it's very similar to eugene melnick but i don't i don't agree with that at all because a lot of people own pharmaceutical companies and have a lot of money it doesn't mean that they're all exactly the same person um and what's good about about ann lauer is he's got hockey experience this isn't him coming in cold like eugene melnick was in 2003 ann lauer has been a part owner of the hamilton bulldogs since i think 2003 early 2000s he has became a full-time owner of them i think late 2000s and then he was a part-time owner of the Montreal Canadiens at the same time obviously that was kind of their firm team for a little bit of in Hamilton and then they became an OHL team when they were an OHL team I know that they won the championship two out of the six years he was an owner and as I'll, I'll give a shout out here to Brandon Mackey who covers the Ottawa 67s he pointed out that two championships in six years is very very impressive in the OHL because you got to think about the turnover you can't have a player for more than four years on your roster. So imagine doing that twice in six years proves that you did it with a pretty, pretty much an entirely new team. Um, so, so I think that's very impressive to me. Obviously OHL success doesn't translate to the NHL, but I think when it comes to business and being an owner, you can certainly translate that a little bit, right? Like it's not like coaching where I know people will point out that DJ Smith won a championship as a head coach in the OHL, but that's like strictly on ice. You can't really translate that to the NHL. We're seeing that. Business-wise, it's exciting because why can't he do the same thing with the Sens and, and he knows how to build a winner. And one of those guys who was with him in Hamilton, Steve Steos, the assistant general manager in Edmonton, who was there this season as an AGM. Um, and I know that he's been pretty coveted around the league. So obviously there'll be an immediate connection there. Like there's a lot of avenues to go down. Uh, what were your thoughts initially? Yeah, so we'll get into Steos a little bit because I, I haven't uh, talked about him a whole lot yet. But um yeah, so Ann Lauer, actually, what I like about him with the hockey thing is that he owns, so he's owned the Hamilton Bulldogs since 2002. He's been a 
started part-time as a minority type of investor and then he bought the team um from 2002 to 2015 though they were an ahl team so they were actually montreal's ahl team and they won a championship there too so in 11 seasons he won a championship there then he sold his share or yes he was the full-time owner so he sold the ahl team and he bought the ohl team and made them into the hamilton bulldogs so he's got he just loves hamilton i guess so he moved the belleville bulls ohl team to hamilton after he sold the ahl bulldogs kind of confusing i know it doesn't really matter um but yeah they won a championship in the ahl then he won two championships in the ohl so this guy has won everywhere he's been with hockey he knows how to win and he knows like he's passionate right and this is one thing that i keep seeing everywhere i look i've looked at tons of different articles i've seen tons of different quotes every time the people come back to this guy loves hockey and he's passionate about hockey because he actually grew up like he grew up in a poor family and he had a single mother and they they were growing up and he uh like there was something about how he'd eat Reese puffs from from the bag with powdered milk and that's all they could get when he was growing up but one thing is he loved hockey and he always really was passionate about it so I just I think that's important for an owner right is to come in and just have somebody who loves hockey but like you said knows how to run the business and I think that's kind of why he he got the preferred bidder status is because of his ties to hockey and to the NHL because he's on the board of governors for the NHL because of uh because of his connections with the Canadians he owns 10 percent there and he's uh, an alternate governor for them. So he he knows Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman knows him and they have for a long time. Uh, and they kind of know he's going to work out. Like he brings a lot of intangibles that other people didn't bring who are bidding on the Sens. Like he, he's been around the game and he's going to bring a lot of things that I think, like I said, I, I just don't think other parties would have brought. Like he, he's someone who knows the game inside and out and he knows how to run a hockey team specifically, which is what we need here in Ottawa. Yeah. And uh, I know that on Twitter, when this, this news kind of broke, right. I, I know that um, some People pointed to that Hamilton movement with the OHL and the AHL leaving Belleville. All this, um, I, I don't like. It, that's different because that's inner league and it's it's AHL to OHL. It's not the same league, so it's not like he's relocating. And I know some people are just concerned, like, oh, if it doesn't work out, he might move this team. But this is where, when this whole process started, we had to put our faith in the Melnick Estate and the Board of Governors that the Sens have, um, which I believe is three people. I don't know their names exactly, but. Um, Pierre Dorian might actually be part of it, but I'm not not too sure about that. But anyway, um, we have to trust them and the the Melnick daughters because um, it, it's their decision. And I think when this process started, a key point, and it was reported early on, the team uh, like a, a clause is that the team has to stay in Ottawa. Uh, and not that I'm trying to say that I'd be worried about that with Ann Lauer in the in the fold, but I think knowing that, and if they're picking this guy to win the bid that speaks volumes, right? Like they had their pick of the litter for, for months here, right? They had, I think seven people interested in the first round of bidding four groups submitted a one um, this time. I'd imagine that Snoop Dogg and the weekend for the other, for the Kimmel group was, were involved in any kind of meetings maybe that they had, like that's hard to say no to sometimes when you're thinking about a global brand and a celebrity and all that. Um, and, and quite honestly, if Remington and Reynolds had submitted a bid, yeah, Reynolds would have been a great, um guy to be the face of the franchise and it would have been really interesting but i think with reynolds you'd have to put faith in who he brought in for the hockey side of things right and not to say that ann lauer is going to be making all the decisions and be super hands-on but he's been around the the game of hockey for so long um and i think that's kind of a leg up on a guy even like a guy like ryan reynolds where it would kind of yeah like it's all sunshine and rainbows with the documentary it's great he transformed Wrexham into a, a like they they just threw the roof. They started winning, um, but it's different with hockey. And I don't know if the Sens would just become an instant contender with him. And not that I'm comparing, but I think 
and also today was reported uh, that that Bruce Garriock said that Reynolds is out and he's not joining any other group, which I know we had talked about, but um, it, it, it's officially official now, I guess. Uh, so I guess that's kind of why I'm excited that they just went with a hockey guy instead, because I know that losing out on a guy like Ryan Reynolds is bad for the league. It's bad for the Sens brand in general. So it would have been easy to kind of just go with a Snoop Dogg or the weekend thinking that you can kind of recuperate that lost uh, global exposure, if you want to say, but I'm glad that they're just deciding to go with the right hockey move on paper. Anyways, that's how I see it right now. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And I mean, like we don't know a whole lot about the Kimmel brothers. I mean, they could have been good too, but and they had a minority stake in the Penguins too. But I think Ann Lauer, just his ownership with hockey teams is what makes him really stand out to me. I think that that's just so valuable being able to kind of, and, and it's different owning an NHL team, of course. It's a much larger operation than the AHL or the OHL, but I still think he's able to translate a lot of what he learned there. And I mean, he's like, people really like him. I mean, there he donated uh, $100,000 to the Hamilton food share during the pandemic. Like the community loves him in Hamilton. And I know the, the concern about the moving thing is that Hamilton is one of the destinations that the NHL has looked at for another team. And of course he loves Hamilton. I mean, he keeps saying like he loves his Hamilton Bulldogs and everything else. Um, but yeah, they're not going to move. I mean, it's part like, it's literally, it's written. It's not just like, no, you can't move the team. It's on paper. They're not allowed to move the team they're, They cannot be relocated. Gary Batman won't allow it. So as much as we can share concern about that, like uh, I, I saw the thread kind of, and it doesn't really make sense because yeah, like when he moved the OHL team, he moved, it wasn't like the same league. He, he sold his AHL team. And then he bought an OHL team and moved them to Hamilton. It's not, I don't know, it's a pretty normal thing to do. Like, it's not overly concerning to me. Um, another thing about the bid, too, is that uh, it's very local. They are a partner with the local investors. So Jeff York, who is the CEO of Farmboy, or former CEO of Farmboy, uh, along with a few people like, I would watch like Roger Greenberg could be another one. that There's a few people who, who are local, and they're said to have around $100 million raised locally for investors to go with this bid. So... I mean, if we're talking about local and people always wanted the uh, the owner to be local, and I know Ann Lauer is kind of a Habs fan growing up, but this is the most local it's going to get. Like, this is very, very local. They have a lot of people involved here uh, on the minority side of things as well. So the problem with the Nico Sparks bid to me was always that although it was going to do great things for the game of hockey, it wasn't like they had no experience owning hockey teams, right? Like there was no no Ottawa Senators ownership. Like it felt like a big question mark is what I'm trying to say. It felt like, okay, this is really good for the game of hockey, but what are they going to do for the Senators? And, and where's this team going to go, you know, championship wise? Because there was a lot of concern there. With this, you know, Michael Anlauer wants to win. You know, he has won before and you know, he, ha- he has what it takes to win. So I think it's a, a complete win all around. And again, I'm going to share like everything I've learned in an article too, because I've I've been doing research all day here on Ann Lauer, just trying to, to compile different things. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm super happy about it. We could talk about Steve Steos too. I don't know what your thoughts are on uh, on him, but uh, it's rumored Frank Saravelli said that uh, that if Ann Lauer were to win, he said this a few weeks ago, he'd be interested in bringing Steve Steos, who's a former player and a special assistant to uh, Ken Hall and the GM in Edmonton this year, that uh, he'd be interested in bringing him in as general manager of the Sens. So. I don't know. I mean, that's somebody to watch. He's pretty uh, hot and up and coming here in the the hockey world. Yeah, there's talk about the Oilers promoting Ken Holland kind of because he's at the end of his career-ish and, and, and promoting Steos to general manager because it seems like he's a guy that the Oilers don't want to get rid of, right? And that's totally fine. Obviously, um, he's under contract with them. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if this goes through and works out, like it, it'll be hard to not picture that kind of move for Anlauer. Why not bring in a guy you're familiar with just on a much bigger stage. 
Um, I, I just want to go back quickly though, because it's interesting that you brought up the Hamilton, like that was a rumored team that was trying to expand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was Remington. Like Remington was the group trying to bring a team to Hamilton. So I know that, yeah, there's an, a, a huge connection with Ann Lauer and Hamilton, obviously, but if you want to actually have a fear about expanding this team to the GTA instead of staying in Ottawa, it would have been with Remington for me. If they hadn't partnered with Reynolds, I would have seen red flags everywhere for that group. And we didn't even get to see them submit a bid because the real estate thing fell apart with LeBreton. So that's, that's a different story, obviously, but um, it's something to consider. So I, I, again, what I like about Ann Lauer is just that he wins. And I think, I know that we don't like the Montreal Canadiens in Ottawa and that obviously won't be the case with him. He won't be cheering for the Habs when he's the owner of the Sens and they're in the same division. Um, But I, I like Montreal, Toronto, and then Vancouver, maybe, maybe to an extent in Canada. I think those three markets are don't put up with anything. Like it's a hard, they're, they're notorious for being hard media markets. And I'm so excited about, I've been excited about this new ownership for a long time, just because the standard of winning, I know we've both talked about that a lot, but the standard of winning is going to change. And I can't think of a better guy to have it change with, uh, you know, not that he was at the head of the table with the Molson family, in Montreal, there's a lot of stake owners there, but even just being around it for as long as he was, I guess it was what close to 14 years as a GM for, or sorry, as a part owner for a team that um, is one of the biggest markets in the NHL. I think that can be nothing but good, mean nothing but good things for the Senators um, and the kind of market we kind of want to create as fans of this team and the standard that we're prepared to hold this team to in the first season of his ownership. For sure, yeah, and I think. He recognizes kind of that that there is going to be a standard too. He's not just coming in here. I know we all say like owners, they love to make money. And there's a lot of real estate opportunity here with LeBreton Flats and everything else. But I think like if you look at the pictures of Ann Lauer and, and his winning in Hamilton and stuff, you see immediately that this guy has what it takes and has the passion. Like he cares about hockey. You know, and that, that's kind of another thing with a lot of the bids is that it felt like they were just trying to buy a sports team. And maybe it was the real estate play for LeBreton and it was going to be all, you know, dollar signs and, and that's all they were going to think about. Um, and even with Remington, like Reynolds made that bid more hockey related, but like Remington had a lot of red flags, regardless of the fact that they were partnered with Reynolds, because they seemed to be really interested in, in the real estate. And we didn't really know what they were thinking about for the championship hockey team side of things um, with Ann Lauer. Yeah, I mean. I like the fact too that it's just him. Like he he's coming in and he's got these minority investors, but he's going to be the majority guy, and he's going to kind of control things. It's not going to be this huge consortium of people. He's going to be the one calling the shots, and he's done a great job of that. It's just proven. Like, and I think that's why why he's the winner is because he's proven. You know, I mean, you can bring the Kimmel brothers in, or you can bring these other parties in, but they're not proven. Like, you don't know what they're going to do, and it could be a dumpster fire. And I mean, it still could be with Ann Lauer. There's no guarantee. I just think that if you're betting on it, like I'd be taking Ann Lauer to to bring the Senators to a championship over a lot of these other bids, pretty much every other bid. I don't think anybody else shared that potential. Um, so, yeah, just uh, just on Steve Steos quickly too. He uh, again, we talked about Pierre Dorian if he'd be fired, and I don't think he would be this summer just because of the timelines. And we mentioned that in the last pod. Um, by the time that he's in as as owner Ann Lauer, it's just too tight of a timeline to replace the GM. But like Steos is, is up and coming because I mean he spent time with Toronto and then he went to Hamilton and was the president and the GM with uh, with Ann Lauer there and they won two championships uh, and then he went to Edmonton so this is a guy who 
and I know people are wary of a first-time GM in the NHL, but I'd be like, I'd be very open to bringing someone like this in in a front office role, regardless. Like, is he willing to come here? Maybe not even as GM right away, but could you bring him in as an assistant GM and then maybe transfer him into that GM role? I think that's something to watch because I would expect the front office to be expanded here this summer. Like, I don't think they're going to wait on that. I, I don't know that they'd replace Pierre or DJ right away. But you've got to get people in there. So I would watch Steve Steos. Like, could you hire him as an AGM? Because I'd love to do that and then maybe transfer him over and just kind of train him under Dorian a little bit and see where that goes. Yeah, the thing is, is like the two AGMs in Ottawa and Trent Mann and Ryan Bonus are kind of two guys I st- I want to keep. Yeah, I like um, them. Be- because, on- yeah, I mean, look, there's been a common denominator the last, we keep talking about the last calendar month has been decently good results for the Sens in, in their trades and acquisitions and all that. Um, or better than they have been, I should say. Uh, and these guys were promoted last uh, spring, so it, it's not it's not a coincidence. But um, I understand if you're cleaning house, you got to clean house, and that's kind of just the way it is. You can't pick and choose who you get to hang on to. And maybe they can. I mean, maybe maybe I'm completely off here, but um, yeah, like, and I, I again, I want to mention something about the winning and and why you know owners, yeah, they like to make money, but I think a guy like Ann Lauer will recognize the quickest way to make money in this kind of business is to win. Uh, that's the easiest way to be like, to turn a profit in this business. Just look at the uh, attendance. Look at the attendance. Exactly. Exactly. Attendance numbers will help. Honestly, getting a one or two, like two playoff games a year is huge differences for the team, like revenue-wise, uh, TV, like all of it. Like it, it can't be overstated. So imagine like playoff run after playoff run after playoff one, which at the end of the day, I know that's why the Sens tore it down originally and started to rebuild was because they kept making the playoffs on and off. I think it was 2012, 2013, they miss in 14, make it 2015, miss in 16, make it in 17, and then tear it down. Like That's not a sustainable kind of path to take, and this team wants to be a perennial playoff team. Uh, so I think having a guy like this is perfect. And I would like Steve Steos. I don't know. I mean, first-time GM can have a bit of an asterisk beside it because – He's done it before elsewhere. Pierre Dorian was a first-time GM because he was a scout, right? Like his first management experience was with the Sands as GM. So it's that's a little, I don't know, not not strange, but it's different than if you were to insert a guy like Steve Steos or um, anyone like that, right? He kind of he it seems like he's taking a bit of the Kyle Dubas route a little bit, right? Where he starts young and he starts with OHL teams. Uh, I'm not sure about his age, but I'm sure he's on the younger side. Steos is 49. Okay, so actually not not super young, but I mean, that's, I think executive-wise, that would probably still be one of the youngest in the league. Uh, you know, so I'd be all, I'd be behind that. Honestly, whoever, whatever person Ann Lauer brings in to do this job, I'm going to be behind it originally because how can we not? Like, it's, we just have to accept that they've thought about this for a long time and that's their guy. Yeah, and like like I said, I'm just, I'm most excited. I think almost more than anything about this ownership sale I'm most excited about who they bring into the front office and what they do with those departments. Because, my God, like the, the pro scouting, we went into the pro scouting a few podcasts ago and how just bare bones it is and, and how that's negatively impacted the team for their enti- the entirety that they've been a team. Like, it's not just the last few years. It's just been way too small for a long, long time for decades. And that goes with like the analytical department too. They have two people that are currently data analysts and, and they're like, I don't know how deep their roles actually are in regards to analytics. and and kind of like evaluating the modern game and, and the, the prototypes we need to be targeting. But I think like for any new owner, they have to come in and, and the first thing on their docket or one of the first things has to be 
to get people hired into these front office roles. Like, you need a president of hockey ops. And again, it's going to be close to the season because that's just the paperwork and the timeline and the delays that the bank has had with this sale process. But I still think you need to get people in. So, like I said, if Steos comes in, and again, he, he was special assistant to the GM in Edmonton this year, so I don't know if he'd be willing to come in as a different type of role in Ottawa or come back with Ann Lauer or whatever it might be. But, like, I don't even like, I don't even care if it's him. Just bring somebody in who's going to be a positive contributor. Like, that's not Pierre Maguire. Like, he, he's the only name I can even think of that they've hired other than Ryan Bonus in, in recent years is Pierre Maguire. So, for me, yeah, just expand the front office. I think that's something that we should be talking about more in general as Sense fans because people, like, it's always, okay, like, the new arena and the owner and what are they going to do? I think the front office is top of that list. I mean, my goodness, that that's just key to the hockey operations. And that also includes, like, bringing Daniel Alfredson back in too, right? And I think that I trust Dan Lauer to do that too. I, I really trust him on the hockey side of things, which is something I cannot say for most of the groups that were involved or for, for a, at least a few of them. Yeah, and ownership is big picture, right? You have to consider 10 years down the line. You have to consider 20 years, honestly. Like, what's this team going to look like? Um, but but right now, LeBreton is the long term. LeBreton is going to be four or five years down the line when you can actually play in that stadium. In that time, you have a core who is supposed to be competing for the playoffs and hopefully be a Stanley Cup contender before that arena is even ready, right? Like, that should be the peak of their contention window necessarily. So, in the short term, the management people, the coaches that Ann Lauer wants to bring in, those are important in the short term. Uh, because look, I I find it hard to imagine if this team misses the playoffs again, and then we don't really know where they're going. If like if they can't make the playoffs in the next two seasons, then so many questions are going to have to be asked. And I think as an owner, you have to recognize that coming in. And like you said, I trust that Ann Lauer understands that. Um, it just to me this this kind of leaves less questions than other groups would have right again like i'm not kind of we're using the sparks bit as an example but it's just because they have so many people involved and and it's just been very very public which is strange um given the the ndas and everything that they'd have to sign uh but i i think with them if let's say if nico sparks boom he gets the bid today and that's reported and that's out there the sense confirm it the amount of questions we would all have like who are they bringing in? What are their plans? Like, I think with Ann Lauer, it's pretty black and white. It's we're going to try and win now. We have the core to do it. Um, that That's what's exciting to me is that he's got the proof is in the pudding with the, his hockey experience, which is kind of rare for owners, right? Most of the time, it seems like it's going to be uh, a guy or, or a group of people who have hockey experience, maybe like you're lucky if they do. But quite honestly, usually it's groups that are just successful in the business world and want to venture into another business opportunity which is what a sports team would be uh, like Apostopoulos for an example, right? I think it's Apostopoulos. Um, he tried to bid on the Washington commanders, which is a completely different sport, a juggernaut of a team put, to, put together a $6 billion bid. And then he doesn't get it. And he turns around and bids on the Sens. It's like, that's just a guy who wants to own a sports team. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with any of these people being interested. It's actually good that there's so much interest. Um, but with Ann Lauer of all the groups, except for maybe the Kimmels, uh, he he would bring the most hockey experience, which is, is can't be over, overstated, and you can't teach that really. For sure, and and that's the big thing. And I almost feel like people are underwhelmed by that a little bit because I've seen some things on the timeline today that are just kind of like Ann Lauer's a lateral move to Eugene Melnick, and it's just like a boring move or like a man move. And I just disagree because I think if you asked us before, and I just tweeted this too, before Ryan Reynolds got involved and we got these A-list celebrities going, 
like that was November 5th, I think he came out and said that. If you asked Sens fans, even a month before them, what they were looking for in an owner, it would be Michael Anlauer. Like it would be everything we're seeing here. It's just the unfortunate part of the the sale process and, and celebrities being involved. Like, yes, they brought a lot of marketing and that was good and everything, but now people feel underwhelmed because now it's okay. Where's the documentary? Where's the marketing? Where's the 50 million followers? Where's the, you know, it just, the list goes on. And of course we can be disappointed, but I don't think that we should be disappointed in the owner because of that. I don't think that that should reflect on Ann Lauer. I think that's a separate thing we can be kind of disappointed about that we didn't get. And it's like you said before, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just a miss. Like it's a, it's a big miss and it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I think our, our expectations were set a little high. The bar got set a little bit unrealistically because of the celebrities that were attached throughout this process. I think if you asked Sense fans a year ago what they wanted in, a, uh, in an owner, they would have said stability and deep pockets and stay out of the spotlight. And that is exactly what Michael Landlauer will do. And I think that, like like you said at the beginning, you can tie the medical pharmaceutical thing to Melnick and Landlauer, but that's just, I don't know, that just doesn't, have a direct correlation I mean I don't see that at all I, I see Ann Lauer as someone who brings a lot more stability and someone who's going to kind of put the hockey operations on the forefront and as a priority so for me yeah like like we're going to talk about it more too because I'm sure we're going to find out a lot more about the details of the bid here in the coming weeks right now we kind of just know the bare bones um, the fact that he's going to be the owner but I think once we find more details we'll definitely dive into it but uh, yeah well, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just got one more thing. You you brought up Reynolds. Like, yeah, if, if we didn't have that teaser kind of all season, then this would be a home run. And it still is a home run. It's just with the context of the disappointment when Reynolds said he's not going to move forward with the bid. That sucks. But I'm I'm a Marvel fan, so I'm following that they're shooting his new Deadpool movie. I think it starts this week. So, like, this guy, Reynolds is going to have his hands tied. Like, I am just trying to again and i know you tweeted out that it seems like reynolds kind of wanted to be the guy which is why he's not joining another group and that makes sense that's fine but if he was the guy he's owning another soccer team over in england he's an a-list hollywood actor who's busy all the time filming movies those take like six months at a time and it's like full days like i don't like i don't understand how i guess the the it would have worked for him being the main guy like i I know that we're kind of sold on him being super into this community and everything like that. Uh, I he, I don't think he would have been living here. I don't think he would have been here every game. And not that I'm expecting Ann Lauer to, but I guess my point is like, this is Ann Lauer's thing. Like this is going to be his main job, I guess you could say, right? Is is owning this hockey team. Whereas Reynolds and all these other groups, I don't know if I can say the same thing, which is again, why I like this so much. Well, Reynolds, Reynolds looked good on paper. He looked perfect it on did. paper. That's the thing. And it almost, like I said, it almost set our expectations like unrealistically because yes, it looked good and it looked good about the documentary and it got our hopes up and everything. But again, we're all kind of assuming that Reynolds would have been perfect when in reality, like you said, he's got a lot of things on the go way more than any of these other owners would have, right? So for him, as much as he wanted to be the face, how much could he actually have been the face? It might not have been quite what we all think it would have been. And again, maybe it would have been like, we don't actually know and we never will know. I just think part of my disappointment at the beginning was that I had my expectations so high and that I felt like it was going to be so perfect. But now that I'm thinking about it more, it's like, would he really have had the time and the energy to come out and do everything that we thought he was going to do? Cause I think in a lot of our heads, we kind of had this idea that he'd be at every game and he'd be constantly posting things about the sends. And it's like, I don't know if that would have been true. I don't know if he would have been quite as uh, involved as we all thought he would have been. And, and like, 
I don't know, maybe he would have been, but uh, I think if that's coping, that's fine with me because uh, I'm excited about Enlauer and and I don't think we should uh, we should keep beating Reynolds into the ground here because it's kind of just time to move on, which it, it sucks, but that's the way it is, and and I think we can all kind of accept it now. Yeah, and we will leave the emergency podcast off with that. Uh, Michael Anlauer appears to be the next owner of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, we will obviously keep track of everything that comes out after this. Hopefully the process is not very slow after this point because, like you mentioned, it's been about seven months since the team was up for sale. Uh, so we will leave at that. Michael Anlauer, new owner of the Ottawa Senators, subscribe to the Everyday Sense podcast on YouTube. Get alerts, get your, your notifications up. And subscribe to everydaysends.com to see more written content. Brendan mentioned he's writing about Michael Anlauer. That'll probably be out by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, so thank you for listening. And we will see you guys on Friday for episode 10 of the Everyday Sense podcast.